Black Flanders, Black Flanders, Black Flanders. I feel like Black Flanders. I'm not black, but I feel like Black Flanders. I got the clip like Amanda's Black The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled The Farm Report Presents The Funeral of Bill Lambeer. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Hello everyone, I'm Thomas Kincaid Jr., acclaimed writer for Pitchfork, Vice, Cat Fancy, and Poetry Magazine, which is not a magazine, it's a shell corporation I use to hide all my freelance revenue. I wish we could be meeting tonight under nicer circumstances, but unfortunately, just before the show, Detroit Pistons legend Bill Lambeer has died. Now, we're going to continue with the, the poetry slam, but just keep in mind that we've got something weighing on us with the death of this legend. I want to bring a couple poets to the stage who you might have heard of. Joseph Rogan, No Relation. and Jerome Durapois. Come to the stage, boys. How are we feeling today, guys? Bad. I feel worse than he does. I doubt it. I doubt it. <sighs> I, just think it I just think it's funny that he says that all the time. I don't know what he wants from me. Maybe he's telling the truth. You need to open yourself up to his experiences. All right, well, you know, Bill Ambeer died. For you who you don't know, um, he was the actor that they modeled Shrek off of. <laughs> we are here to do some poems for his honor. I wish Thomas would have told us that. But I guess my regular poems will have to do, which are mostly about Yelling at women. Who's first? I don't want to go. It's like a he who smelt it, dealt it policy where. So you it's you. No, you just volunteered. It's too scary in here. I don't want to read a poem first. Why, what's scary about it? There's that ghost right there. Jesus Christ. It's is been that, bothering me. Is that Bill Ambeer? I don't think. Well, now I can't go. It's not funny to make fun of death. Death, you should only write sonnets about 16 lines or whatever, how many a sonnet is. How many is a sonnet? Shakespeare's a fraud. His real name, every poem that Shakespeare ever wrote, that was written by Philip Roth. That's right. Shakespeare's real name was Dr. Seuss. I'm not going. I don't think I'm ever going to do a poem again. All right, come on. You've been talking about this all night. I don't think I'm ever, I think it's the most credible thing that a poet could ever do do. is stop writing poems. I think it's credible. I think it's authentic. I'm going to move to Brooklyn. I'm going to rent out a fire escape to sleep on. You can say my brother's morgue slot he lives in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I can sleep in the morgue slot? Yeah. How much does that cost? About 2,500. It's in Manhattan, though. Ooh, that's not as authentic. I was just on assignment for Vice in New York. And everything there's just a little better than everywhere else, you know? Like, here, if you want to go to the liquor store, it's probably called, like, late-night party supplies. 
something that makes sense, you know? But there it's like bushel and bottle. And you know that it's higher quality you're getting, and that's why you're paying four times as much. I'm just going to move there, and I'm going to live in a place that even Japanese businessmen would look at me and go, really, there? You're going to stay in there? That's what I'm going to do. I'm never going to write a poem again, and I'm going to get a job washing only the tulip glasses at Torst. What's Torst? Torst is a presumably Swedish. uh, It's run by the Swedish chef, I presume. But um, everything there costs a lot of money, so it's got to be good. Have you have you heard of Troost? Are you guys gonna read a poem or? No, Why don't you we're waiting on you then? to read a poem. I told you, I've never read like a poem again. To this. I feel like we're grieving, and you need to lift our spirits with a poem. I don't know if I can do that, but I could read a poem. All right, let's That's hear it. The whole point. Okay. God damn it! Are you gonna stand up or are you gonna sit down the whole time? Okay, I guess I can stand, but. I think if you're reading a poem, you should stand up. Don't look up at me when sing. I do it. All right. <clears throat> this poem I wrote on a train ride. It's called Human Shit. <laughs> We're all shit. Me the most. My squelching sponge of a brain is evaporating cerebrospinal fluid, and my heart is lightheaded. I bet if I died, only 10 girls would show up. <laughs> Even flowers become ugly one day. But all women don't. They just ignore you more. Who can say any of us are free of sin? Maybe our flaws make us gems. If you believe that you literally can't change as a person, it's fine. And maybe if they get mad when you threaten them, their love is fake. Why wouldn't you reply to my messages? I know you see them because I have red receipts on. If you want me dead, just say it. Maybe I have fucking cancer and even 1,000 doctors haven't discovered it yet. I bet you're laughing at Joker's laugh and smiling your grin just imagining it. We'll enjoy it because when I'm a ghost, I I won't even haunt you or watch you change, so don't get any ideas. That's it. That was beautiful. I don't know why I, I, don't I, know why I laughed po- at it. I thought all the poets agreed at, in like 1992 that you snap at poems from now on because it scares less birds. Just read a poem. Birds buy as many poetry chat books as people these days. So. <laughs> what is a poetry chat book exactly? It's something that the three of us have written together. Oh, yeah. We wrote a joint poetry chat book. It's 20 pages long. It's available at one store in Brooklyn and one store in Berkeley. Cost we had to beg them to stock it. <laughs> we hid it in the bathroom. Uh, it's, next in the to it. it's in the tank, <laughs> the top of the tank. <laughs> and and the title of the uh, the chat book is called Venom of Me, $29. Do you want to read next? I'll read. i got to take my reading glasses off if I want to read this, though. Those were the ones John Lennon died in. This poem's called Why. Of natural causes. Why am I so different? Why are all of you the same? Why did I wake up again today? Maybe tomorrow, finally, I won't. Why am I cursed with the curse of unique thoughts and ideas? Why can no one else grasp their importance? 
From the depths of my infinite misery, I wonder, could I be the one who's wrong? Am I no smarter than the people whose idea of a good time is a live taping of Deal or No Deal? I remember to drink water without being reminded, but does that make me happier than those who need a reminder? Am I fulfilled? Why did I cry again this morning? Why did I turn on the local news? A man in a wheelchair got hit by a bus. Just one more thug off the streets. I guess that's what they'll try to spin it as on the news. Why am I so much more sensitive than anchorman Devin Skillion? Why do I understand human nature so much better than anchorwoman Carmen Harlan? I turn off the TV to cry again. I reblog Tumblr drawings of female Naruto naked <laughs> as I lament my boundless sadness and cursed wisdom. Thank you, everyone, for snapping. I wrote a poem. I know I said I would never write a poem again, but that was a poem that I said, so this is my second poem. <laughs> oh, how the wine talks. <laughs> I'm mushy. I'm weak. I'm softer than clotted cream. I'm a poet. What do you want me to say? I got a pussy where my mouth should be. <laughs> my dad hates me because I have the IQ of Mr. Bean. I'm weak. I can't play sports. I dislocated my shoulder playing Connect Four. I tore my ACL while playing Fortnite. What do you want? I'm an artist. I'm not like other people. I'm sensitive. When I'm drunk, I'm tortured. It's cool. I make art from it. I do cocaine because being on the edge makes you more authentic. It's the most Brooklyn thing you can do. I don't do anything for myself. I'm a huge wimp bitch. <laughs> and I sum up the human condition for normies too dumb to do it for themselves. I fucking suck. Oh, how the wine talks. Oh, how I forget myself. I love to drink exactly two glasses of white wine and DM 20-year-old girls asking them for fashion advice. I love to have a sip of red wine and DM girls, hey, do you know Terry? And finish the bottle, and I notice they haven't responded, and I say, fuck a nut, baby, you could be a model with your ass. Fuck nut, what's up? And I instantly fall asleep. And in the morning, I text them, wrong person. Oh, how the wine talks. I think all of us up here can relate with that one. Being a poet is basically a 15-minute-a-day job. You got to fill some time. Typically, the way you do that, if you're not jacking off, you're trying to figure out how to get somebody to do it for you. <laughs> Jerome, let's hear another one. All right. Are you okay, Jerome? Have you caught a malaise? I, just, I missed my fourth nap today, so. Oh. Uh... These all suck. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this one's called The Pattern of Her Bed. Hair and legs, a seagull's bark outside. 1.27 p.m. Morning. 
I have to pee so bad I can feel three UTIs burning my shit. But I'm such a pussy I can't leave her for a second. I have wanted to find I've worked so hard to be able to get this twenty year old to let me come over. I think if I smell morning breath in my puke. This is nothing like I imagined, but I can't quit now because it's literally all I think about and why I write poems. If I ever have a job in my life I think I would off myself. I'm literally too delicate in my feelings for the world that the thought of a gun lowers my white blood cell count. What did people who couldn't do in the ancient times, what did people do in ancient times when they couldn't write? How would they survive without Jesse Lacey? (laughs) I still have to pee and now my leg is cramping. I can tell already I'm going to need a nap later. Why is it so hard to be me? I'm such a bitch. I did fentanyl and it increased my heart rate. My dad made me take out the garbage sometimes, and it still fucks me up. (laughs) She's waking up now, and I'm wearing my shoes in her bed. But I'm already crying. (laughs) I think the cops are here. (laughs) I don't know why they're laughing. That was beautiful. I was remembering a joke I heard earlier. I'm not in the mood to laugh. It was about a thug who got hit in his wheelchair. That was also a poem. What was that one called? Malaise in Retrospect. Part one. Jerome, your poem inspired me to read something political. This one is called The Muslim. (laughs) Why does everyone hate the Muslim except for me? They are all racist to him. He is just a guy who works his job in our town, working at the Sprint store, giving people 50% off on an iPhone X when they add a line with Sprint Flex Lease. I see his humanity, while everyone else sees only his Muslimininity. They say racist things to him. They say he can never place top 10 in Fortnite solos. They say he is predisposed to having a low APM and will never be able to go pro in StarCraft II. I know this is not true, for all gamers are created equal, regardless of religion, skin color, or monitor refresh latency. I have never actually stood up for him. I have never spoken to him, but I am proud to call the Muslim my friend. I thought you said you were going to retire that poem because you were afraid of what Trump would do to you. I'm no longer afraid of him after Bill Ambeer has passed away. I notice life's too short. This poem is called The Boy Who Couldn't Cry. The boy who couldn't cry spent every night crying. (laughs) One day a girl found the boy. The boy said, I jacked off to that one picture on your Instagram where you're at the beach with your dad. Um, I used the zoom function to crop him out of the picture because I, I accidentally kept glancing at his hairy shoulders and I couldn't come. The girl left the boy who couldn't cry. He texted her 10,000 times. I sent her, I mean he sent her, he sent her, digitally altered pictures of his stomach. He sent her digitally altered pictures of his stomach to make it look like he had abs. 
He told her his deepest, darkest secrets. I said, I mean, he said, the person I lost my virginity to is still a virgin. That's how bad I fuck. <laughs> he fucks, I mean. That's how bad he fucks. And when the police come to my house, I will tell them that this is just a poem. I will tell them, this is just a poem. And they need to speak with my lawyer. How does that make you feel, Jerome? I know, I was listening. <clears throat> um, this one's called I d uh, Don't Write Poems. You shouldn't write poems. You should shoot me with a gun. <laughs> you shouldn't sing songs. You should put me in a boiling pot with carrots and onions. You shouldn't dance. You should yank me off the stage with a big white cane. You shouldn't laugh. You should bake me into a cake. You shouldn't love. You should break my heart. That's it. I don't want to say that was beautiful, but it was okay. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't like, you know, cat person good. You're not going to get in the New Yorker with that type of stuff. We already talked about it. You got to be more positive like Johnny Sun. <laughs> Are you crying? Hmm? No, nothing. It's not important. Thomas? He wiped it away. So, you know, when I'm not delivering poetry, I'm writing for Pitchfork, Consequence of Sound, you know, Spin. So I thought maybe in that spirit I'd do a cover tonight. It goes like this. I'm s you're doing a cover? Yes, I'm doing a cover. Like a of a different poem? Yes, this is a cover. Is that legal? <laughs> I hope so. Is it one of my poems? No. Then I no, don't think hell it's okay. No. Is it one of my poems? Absolutely Is it not. one of Jerome's poems? No, you, kn you guys know this one, though. You're going to enjoy it. I'm going to put my little spin on it, though. Honey, why are you calling me so late? It's kind of hard to talk right now. <laughs> Honey, why are you crying? Is everything okay? I got to whisper because I can't be too loud. It's really good to hear your voice. Saying my name, it sounds so sweet. Coming from the lips of an angel. Hearing those words, it makes me weak. And I never want to say goodbye. But girl, you make it hard to be faithful with the lips of an angel. All right, don't, don't snap. Stop snapping. Stop. All right, we drove up here. We drove here straight from Brooklyn, and it was a 24-hour drive. And Thomas we said... We came from Indiana. He, he all right, He's trying all right. to look cool. We came from Terre Haute. The Brooklyn part of Terre Haute. And it still was a 24-hour drive because we kept doing circles because he wanted to listen to the song more. And he had a CD that had one song on it that kept kept looping over and over, and we were driving around in his GeoTracker, the safest car ever made. And you can't just, just say that when you've been listening to it for 24 hours straight. But would you agree I put a little My bit next of a poem is called My Life is a Dog Dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I start crying, just shoot me with a gun. When I was 18, I tried to kill myself by taking way too cold of a shower. It was so cold that I just turned it up to warm water. I almost died. When I was 19, 
I tried to overdose on Indian burns. I even got some local junior high kids to help. I told them it was for the movie Jackass 4. When I was 22, I got my first girlfriend, who I lost one day later. Where we were watching Howie Mandel, and all the deal or no deal girls inspired me to ask her, why can't we be polyamorous? <laughs> when I was 24, I wrote my first poem called, I can't get hard while you, all of your fucking cats are in the room. <laughs> it was published in the New Yorker. It was called Siddhartha for Fail Sons. <laughs> Woody Allen personally called me to call me a sexual visionary. <laughs> when I was 26, I met my good friend Jerome Durapois. At the biggest poetry event of the year, SADCON, held in, <laughs> held in a basement that was four feet tall. We both without ever meeting each other before, looked in each other's eyes, and we said, girls, simultaneously, and both cried for 12 hours straight. <laughs> Which uh, is not part of the poem, side note. 12 hours doesn't sound like a lot, but try it sometime. When I was 30, it's today. I was told by my doctor that I have something called inverted penis syndrome. I thought it was just shyness. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I will shuffle my feet towards it. That was a courageous poem. I'm sorry that I uh, let slip that personal anecdote between us, Jerome. You weren't listening, were you? No, do I go now? What are you doing? You're, are you just staring at your own, reading your own poems while we're yeah, doing poems? they're really good. The whole... <laughs> Yeah, I guess you go now. I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, this is called Crying in Front of Victoria's Secret. <laughs> <laughs> I adopted the kitten so I can take pictures with it. And it died. <laughs> Rest in peace, David Foster Wallace. <laughs> oh, that's it? That's it. It doesn't have to huh. be a whole novel like you guys. Interesting. It's not a novel. It's on one page. <clears throat> Are you? I'm not doing a poem. I got, one, I got like one more. So just I know, but you like you, I, you keep. I'm not reading a poem. You can listen to me in between when I talk to you. Okay. People yeah, like listen, this go stuff. Ahead. People listen. like it when we do the banner. It's like when the nationals on stage. <laughs> I know how much you love it when they take a drink of their of beer. I don't think we're going to get him to listen to us. Read your poem, read Thomas. Your poem, read your, read your fucking poem, poem Thomas. Thomas. Jesus Christ. Okay. You're not even a fucking poet. You write for this is a This is a romantic one. <sighs> it's called When I'm Thinking of You. I do my best thinking when I'm thinking of you. Thinking about your hair, which is auburn like a football school. <laughs> your hair is also long and stringy like Kevin Durant. Girl. Your smile could burn a hole in a wood chip if you left it on a metal slide under a magnifying glass on a playground. Your nose is normal. Your ears, neck, and shoulders are also normal, but I didn't pay as much attention to them. Girl, 
I love your personality the way that less sophisticated men love your pussy. <laughs> the broken clock that is right twice a day is also right about one other thing, the right, the right amount of times a day to have sex with you. There's one other thing I noticed. Your hand is soft like a titty or a butt, <laughs> which means a hand job is just as good as fucking a different part. I yearn for the day when you know how I feel, and yet I pray you may never find out. Please don't read this DM. I sent it to 50 other girls as well. All right, that was something, I guess. Um, this poem I kind of wrote, and I know even though we're at a poetry reading, it's a little sensitive and it's a little sad. And so I kind of want to preface it a little bit by saying that. All right, just read it. The other guy's got to go before on I soon. The other guy's got to go on soon. Before so. I got to get to it, all right? So I just want everyone to know it's a very personal and sensitive poem, and I'd be personally offended if anyone laughs at it. Is that okay, Jerome? Can I go now? Yeah. I thought you weren't listening. Read your own poems. They're really good, right? I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. All right. So long story short, this poem is called. um, Is that a Freudian slip? (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about this in the geo checker. This poem is called. All right. This poem is called. I need to fuck so bad. (laughs) I am at a poetry reading. I'm an imp. I'm a toad. I want to be punished, but like in a non-sexual way. I need to fuck so bad. I am on stage. I am blowing ropers like a pitching machine shoots fastballs. Making abstract expressionist paintings on a rock-hard towel. My penis is going to get me tooed by a t-shirt. I want a nut so bad! My purple nuts weigh a thousand pounds. My body looks like hairless Chewbacca. I'll never fuck! My body looks like a white Zach Randolph. I'll never fuck! When I'm nude, I look like a Dark Souls boss. I need to be emotional to fuck. I need to write poems to fuck. I am every writer ever in the history of writing who just needs to fuck. I am H.P. Lovecraft at Hooters. I am Jack Kerouac sending unsolicited nudes. I am Hemingway from Lahore typing, send feet. I am Gabriel Garcia Marquez sliding his dick into the bottom of a bowl of popcorn. I need you to fuck me. If no one fucks me, I do own a gun. This is not a poem. This is not a poem. Okay, so that was just a poem. Uh, This is called I Believe This. If I was on the Titanic, I would have gotten off it before it crashed. (laughs) 
If I was Jeff Bezos, I would give $100 to any woman alive. <laughs> if I was a doctor, I'd cure as many diseases as possible. If I was still a child, I'd be a genius. <laughs> if I was an animal, I'd be a tiger. If I was attacked by a suicide bomber, I would simply dodge it. <laughs> if I was an actor, I'd star in 500 films. If I was an athlete, I would win the Super Bowl every year. You can't prove me wrong on any of this, and there's no way of knowing if I'm serious or not, but I am, and you can't change that, and you envy me, and that's all I got. Fellas, I know it? it's okay. getting a little uh, late. I know there's two warm glasses of milk. Warm glasses of milk backstage for you guys, which are getting a little cold. Enjoy them while they're warm, fellas. I'm going to move on to... Uh, more solemn part of the evening with the funeral, but while our next guests are getting ready, I'd like to test drive a uh, review of a recent date that I wrote. There's not many websites that publish date reviews yet, but this is gonna be the first one once there is a website like that. The gravel of Mark Kozelik's droll voice leaked from the speakers as I arrived for my date at Le Plate, the only restaurant in Terre Haute with entrees under 5,000 calories. I was waiting for my date, who I knew only as Witchy Swamp Pixie 420 from Twitter. <laughs> a week earlier, I had posted my review of Dope Jessica the Block Queen's new album, Doo Doo on a Cop. <laughs> and she was the only one to like my post. After a series of two or three dozen DMs professing my love for her, she finally responded and agreed to a date. She arrived wearing black lipstick, a 90s jean skirt embroidered with holes lived through this album cover, black <laughs> leggings underneath, pink Converse with one lace untied, and a Fleetwood Mac 1979 t-shirt where the bottom had cleanly been cut off with scissors. We exchanged greetings, and I ordered a Brooklyn lager to convey that I'm, convey that I'm sophisticated enough to understand Brooklyn's immense cultural import, but still unpretentious enough to drink a lowly lager. She did not order a drink as she was 19 years old. I thought we could ease into the date by talking about our favorite songs from the Doo Doo on a Cop album. I said that lead single, Pussy Going Bananas Like Bonsai Buddy, quakes with a seismic bass line, over which dope Jessica intones, Pussy Going Bananas, Grab Your Balls Like Joe Montana, Dope Princess Living to Die Like Diana, a feminist declaration of sexual liberation entwined with the foreboding that her own death could transpire like that of the Princess of Wales on that fateful August night in 1997. My date said that song was kind of dope, but she liked a different song better. She said, suck everyone in this club is the best song on the album. That shit is good, she said. I ordered the locally sourced mango lime bison blasters with code red sauce, 4,960 calories. She ordered the Ruffles salad with iceberg lettuce, Ruffles cheddar and sour cream, Ruffles original, Ruffles 3D blast, Ruffles all dress, Ruffles deep ridged classic hot wings, <laughs> Ruffles ultimate kick and jalapeno ranch, Ruffles french fries, Ruffles mozzarella sticks, and a sprig of parsley, 4,999 calories. I don't remember much after that. I got too drunk and she had to drive me home. But what transpires that night was magical, mystical. I never even learned her real name. The next morning I found that she had deleted her account. Maybe someday at a show, or at a bar when she's old enough to go, our paths will cross again, and this star-crossed moment romance will bloom into a best new marriage, deserving of an 8.7 out of 10. Thank you. Yes! Without further ado, I would like to introduce our next segment, 
featuring Dunstan Checks In and Bradford Hockendock from the Farm Report in Terre Haute. WBEN Radio. It's right there. The thing. The thing. Oh. Oh, in honor of Bill Lambeer. Got to display his portrait here. We don't want to forget about him. How's everybody doing that? How's everybody doing? All right, so, Dunstan, he'll be a minute. Shit. Uh, so I, I listened to the, the, we were listening to those poem, those poem fellows, those poetry guys, and uh, I thought, this is kind of sad and depressing, but, you know, I kind of like the idea of a poem. And uh, so I was back there, I thought I'd try my hand at this whole thing. And, uh, uh, come on up here. Get them with that mic. Grab that mic. All right, so we're going to, I got a poem. I got a poem right here. It's called, it's about Dale's wife back at home. We're from Terre Haute. Don't tell us as we say it wrong because we're from there. You're not. So, uh, it's Terre Haute. That's how you say it. And, uh, it's about Dale's wife. And, uh, it's called Dale's wife. And uh, it goes like this. Hi, Dale's wife. It's me, Bradford, from next door. I think you're sweet as a zebra cake. And dang it, you just got the best GD lemonade in God's green earth. Your long, honeysuckle blonde hair is what I think an angel from heaven would have. Maybe you are one. I know my lawn is not the best, but you don't seem to care. Your tan lines belong in the Louvre. Your legs must go all the way to Shanghai. <laughs> You're beautiful like sunflower seeds. Your famous Montana dip can make the most heartless gunslinger weep. Oh my God. I think if you'd let me, I would kill Dale for you. <laughs> I hope you volunteer at pool days again this year because my wife signed me up to coach the boys' swim team, and they are all too fat, so I sprayed them with a the hose to get them going. <laughs> Sorry, I guess this isn't as pomy as it should be, so let me try again. Uh, Dale's wife, you are so nice. One time you let me fix your garage door. I wish that I could see you more. Blonde and tan, an absolute tan. I hope that I see you again. And if you let me carry your groceries for you, uh, I could carry ten bags at once. Seriously. <laughs> I'm in love with you. That was the a end. good poem. Thanks, Dustin. That's my boy Bradford. This is Dunstan, this is Dunstan checks in. I'm Hi. Bradford Hockadot. I'm Dunstan checks in. Bradford Hagenach, we're here on uh, regard. I charging my microphone. Yeah, we're uh, we're from the Farm Report, a local show in the morning that does it about four a.m. Get all the farmers ready 4 for the day. Four a.m. to eight a.m. Right, and uh, you know I was hearing the poems in the back, and I got so excited I made one of my own. Oh, you did one too? Yeah. Uh, this poem is called Dale's Wife. <laughs> Dang. I had to go. Hi, Dale's wife. It's me, Dunstan. It's winter now. See you a lot less. Forlorn sigh. I was supposed to. I was supposed to just do a forlorn sigh. What did you write there? I wrote for, forlorn sign. I was like so you supposed do, to be sign. So you do the forlorn sigh, and then you <sighs> continue. All right. Well, I'm new to this poetry thing, so it takes a little bit to go going. It's hard. In the summer, you tan every single day. You sure hated those tans lines. Oh, boy. 
getting a little hot in here. Uh, <laughs> gee whiz. <sighs> the way your marzipan skin blended into your marzipan hair as you brushed it off your neck with your marzipan nails. Well, ma'am, you made it difficult for a feller to not drive all over my wife's flowers with the riding lawnmower. <laughs> I guess all I'm trying to say, Dale's wife, is um, thanks for the lemonade. But, uh, no, this hasn't been much of a straightforward poem, but if I was Dale, I'd buy you all the turquoise jewelry you wanted. <laughs> I'd get you every ankle bracelet you hunted. I'd get you some It's Wine O'Clock decorations. <laughs> and I'd take you on Sandals Resort vacations. So when Dale's blacked out at bowling... And you got no one to be holding. Just know old Dunstan is next door with a, with a tall glass of wine that's yours. That's very nice. I, you know what? I liked yours better. We don't didn't know, talk don't about that. Don't you ever that. read that to her before I read mine? Well, all right. I mean, what are we going to do? All right, well, well, let's get to the farm report. We're Welcome to WBN. It. This is Foreign Morning. It's going to air late. WBN, 1488 WBEN. Uh, we're here to, uh, unfortunately, uh, we got to talk about uh, Bill and Beer. Uh, That's a damn shame, folks. But uh, before we get down to the Bill and Beer stuff, we got to take care of some just uh, natural business. That we got to make sure these farmers don't crash their tractors into each other or whatnot. So uh, taking care of business, a standard farm report repertoire. We will be talking about Bill and Beer later. All right, so starting out here, we got to – oh, shit, let me get up here. Gee whiz, I'm all, I'm all the way back here. You're about to fall down right there, Bradford. No, don't worry about me. All right. I like them specs. You're looking like a cool guy out here. Thank you. You look good. I know. All I right, got so these today. Okay, so uh, – Gas station. Starting out here, we got uh, a little bit of weather. Um, the Captain Geno's Chicken Broth Factory in Falmouth Township was hit with 350-mile-per-hour winds. The plant spans about two miles – by the Muggsy River, and it's been completely leveled. Well, that's a damn shame, all them people. So you got to anticipate some chicken broth rains for the next few days, along with floods. You're going to have all kinds of chicken broth rain down. Get the all pans right. out, get the buckets out, get make a nice chicken out, noodle. Out. Yeah. I bet you could give those Dale's wife to make a fucking hell of a soup. Oh, my God. I'm sure on Dale's, Sweet uh, Jesus. Dale's house probably. right now, she's got a big old pot up there. Getting <laughs> oh God. So we got to... We got a uh, rains for the next few days. Uh, the floods have devastated the community for the last 24 hours. Um, maybe get your pots out, like I said, make a nice chicken noodle. Uh, get the river rafts and the canoes. And the uh, sandbag. Let's all get to cooking. All right. Uh, next up, uh, several crews of orcs have been working in an effort to move the great tree that has fallen onto the three-level Wendy's in Gro- Gold Road. And uh, on the Gold Road. On Gold Road, that's all the rich folks. All, all, all there. It, and know, uh, the crazy thing about Gold Road is uh, what the road is made out of, which I will leave to your imagination. Uh, reports have told us that the jobs take much longer than anticipated because workers have taken numerous breaks and naps. Yeah, let me tell you something about orcs: is they love to take breaks, love to fall asleep on the job. Right, that's why you gotta get an overseer with a nice blackjack that hits them. And what do they say when you hit them, Bradford? I forget. Well, they say, "Me not that kind of orc." All right, so something but doing. We're being attacked. All Pretty right. good. Public Got some officials orcs in the have audience here tonight. I mean, those orcs—they've been coming around. They've been doing. They've been looking for work, and then when they get the work, they don't do the work. 
I mean, you can't say that about all orcs. They come in here hitchhiking. They're wearing overalls with one of the straps undone. They're putting their big thumbs outside. And you know what the damnedest thing is when they can't get a ride? You know what they do? They hide in a bush and put out a sexy lady's leg. <laughs> Order a big to woman stop. And next thing you know, you got some six foot ten orc trying to bust inside of your 18 wheeler. All right. So these orcs, they come around here and they're looking for work. They're just wearing bibs or bootcut jeans or what right. have you. No shoes on their feet to be seen. Sometimes and socks. now they all get their jobs and they're getting their first paycheck. And next thing you know, they're wearing some Adidas training pants. Right. Uh, we've seen an uprising of uh, uh, orcs in uh, T-Rows. And the thing is that they say they're going to get the matching shirts next paycheck. We'll see about that. Uh, they pub- spend a lot of money on wolf chili. Personally, I don't like it. I'm a Hormel man. Oh, it's disgusting. Not the Hormel. Excuse well, me. Yeah, well. All right, next. So we had uh, public officials have addressed concerns about multiple interventional portals appearing around Terra Hawk. Well, that's not good at all. I don't investigators, know that Investigators have concluded they are direct hyperjump to the hollow earth. And have, a be- have been a quick access for the growing exodus of orcs to the city. Just talked about that. What were you saying? Well, uh, I think we got to do a bit of a refresher for the people here who don't know about the portals that go all to the hollow earth. The hollow earth is a whole different planet in the center of the earth in lieu of... Well, it's not like a planet. A, it's the center. It's uh, metaphorically speaking, it's a planet. Jimmy I'm, Cricket, you are going to confuse them. Well, gee whiz, I'm just a simple country boy from the far south oh, well, city of Well, if you let me finish, Hall, I'll explain a little bit more. Federal authorities have been working with local investigators due to the possible connection to the notorious Dr. Yensel Biana, the eccentric physicist known for this hollow earth theories, recently escaped from the federal supermax prison in Terre Haute, and he's number one on Interpol's most wanted list. Yep. So anyone with any tips or information on Dr. Yensel Biana, call 930-458-YENS. You could earn yourself a case of Beer 30. He's about a 6'2 Slavic man. He's got cornrows. Caribbean-style cornrows. If you Once ever a knew month. a girl in high school that maybe went to the Caribbean for a vacation, get some cornrows down, done some down there. in there, maybe some beads. Some beads. He's got some beads at the bottom. Maybe a feather in there. It's right. kind of crazy. He's typically driving around in the car from Halo. <laughs> now, Dr. Yens is a very, very nice guy. But very he's sweet not man. to be taken lightly, and he can be dangerous when he wants to be. Now, I love Dr. Yens. He's a good friend of mine. However, could go for some beer 30. I mean, it's not bad. Pretty good. <laughs> Monsanto hazmat team was called to Highway 41 this morning when a tanker of full of liquid ass hydroplaned <laughs> and collided with an 18-wheeler carrying whoopee cushions. It is reported that both drivers are dead. Well, that sucks. It's pretty funny, though. I guess. The liquid ass and whippy cushions, I'd be fucking... I'd be pe- laughing. I'd be over. I'd be dying laughing. I'd hate to be the policeman. I'd be bleating like a stuck pig, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what. i hate to be the policeman stifling that laughter as the widow approaches, weeping and crying. And you tell her, I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> Your 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 husband died of some liquid ass. It's a damn shame. You should be joking about that. It's a damn shame. Dunson, you should be shame. I am. I feel a slight bit of shame. I doubt it. But then I started thinking about that liquid ass. 
All right. Get your mittens and your hats and make your hot toddies because the Christmas carnival is coming up. Oh, here we go. Come to New Dundas Square where we have live reindeer and Santa Claus take pictures and photos with the kids. We also have live music from the one and only Gary Tasteman and Dave Dudley. (laughs) Gary Tasteman, wonderful act. Dave Dudley. Old school. Dave Dudley, the trucker singer. Right. They'll be stopping in after they're stopping in Chicago. Right. Now, Dave Dudley is a man that typically sings songs either about being a trucker or Christmas. Or being drunk. And he never, ever, ever combines them. (laughs) He wrote about 72 albums. They're all about trucking. Or Christmas. Or drunk driving. Yeah, well, usually he's drunk driving while he's trucking. And you know, he saw, oh, I could make a uh, make, make a chunk of change with these Germans. They love Christmas songs. Yeah, he was like a Hasselhoff type that uh, <laughs> sold a lot of, uh, basically he turned, uh, instead of singing Oh Christmas Tree, he sang, what did he sing? Oh, uh, he sang. Uh, Tannenbaum. Oh, tan- what the hell's a Tannenbaum? I don't know, but Dave Dudley. What the hell's a t- Is that some orc word? I think so. I think that's one of those orc import words they're We're teaching in our attacked. schools. Well, I don't know what the hell that's going to mean. Anyway, the ice carvers will be there as well. They'll be taking a crest. Well, tell them a little bit about Gary Tasteman. Let's not get a hold of All ourselves. Right, well, Gary I know Tasteman, you're a big Gary, Gary Tasteman, Tasteman fan. Is another classical singer uh, in the vein of Dave Dudley, the greats of Dave Dudley, Elvis Presley, Roy Orbison, and what right, have you. Right, right, right. And uh, Gary Tasteman is known for his crooning and his wailing, his weeping, his bleeping and bluting. And he's a sad guy. He loves singing the blues. And he likes to eat people. He likes to sing a lot of songs that are very upbeat. And I know there's a young crowd that doesn't understand it, but a lot of song, songs that are upbeat, and they're primarily thinly, extremely thinly veiled metaphors for literally eating women. Not just women. He'll eat a dude. He'll eat a he'll dude. Sing, he sings if you get him guys. drunk enough, he'll eat a dude. And Gary Tasteman, he's a great artist, and he'll be a wonderful man. Never been caught, never been I know proved. this is for in Detroit. And it's kind of like the Chuck Berry thing where you just, like, after a certain age, you let it go. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's probably dead anyway now, so. Right. Oh, wait, he's not, but, you know, might as well be. Who, Gary Tasteman or, or Gary Chuck Berry? Anyway, the ice carvers will be taking requests, but please refrain from any inappropriate figures. So please, no Louis C.K. <laughs> ice carvings, no Bill Cosby ice carvings. No Jeffrey Epstein, Africa's Carvins. <laughs> and uh, that's it. That's about it. You could do anyone else. Anyone else except Porky Pig, which, uh, as I'm getting tuned in here, recently said some anti-Semitic marks, which is kind of surprising because I thought Porky Pig was Jewish. You never know. All right, so the Branson boys will be facing off against the Hudson Fellers in a reindeer race. That's the Branson's right. are known for their offensive spray paint designs on their reindeer. The Hudsons have been a fan favorite for their elaborate costumes and fanfare. Both groups will also be pouring their yearly mold wines that both families make every year. Oh, yeah. Now, Dunson, why don't you tell them a little bit what's the, the ingredients in those wines? What do they put in them? Well, I, I, I saw the Bransons making their wine very recently. and It's less of a wine and more of like a Gatorade bucket that might be filled up at Arizona State where you might have like just a bunch of like Vodka poured in. They keep saying that's the main ingredient in wine. I'm trying to tell them not. They just kept giving me noogies. I couldn't stop them. And uh, they get, like, concentrate lemonades from the grocery store and dump it in there. And I saw one of them. This is the damnedest thing. I think it was old Beer Branson himself. What he did is he poured a whole vial of poppers right into there. He said, this one's, this one, this one's going to get their buttholes loose. I said, Beer Branson, what you doing around there? 
Now, he, Uncle, Uncle Rick, he don't play around. No, Uncle Uncle Rick's overseeing it all. Now, the thing about uh, people need to know about Uncle Rick is that he leads the Branson boys, and they drag him around in one of those lifeguard big chairs, and he just is constantly overseeing what they're doing. And he he rolls up in the, the Christmas carnival. He's riding his Christmas quad, his four-wheeler, and on the back of it, he's got an already tapped keg, which is just for him. That's just for when he's driving around. He's doing his donuts and his, his figure eights. Right, and if he tips over, he needs help to get up because he's a portly man. He rolls side to side. He's like roly poly. Yeah, he's gonna go in. He going and, and they get nervous because he starts bouncing like a cartoon character on himself over back and over back and over back. And Beer Branson said that that feller, he gonna pop like a zit. <laughs> I was obliged to agree. Well, are you going to talk about the Hudsons and the Greens and their and their mobile? Oh, them Hudson boys—they're a fine bunch. I they're a fine what. bunch, and they they really know how to make their alcohol. But then again, it's it's a very loose definition of wine, where theirs is about ninety-five percent absinthe. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's why I said it because it's right. The it Hudson, glows. You could look at it, it glows. Right, because the <laughs> other five percent is they crack open those uh, rave guys sparklers and throw it in there. Yeah, those are glow sticks. Yeah, not. they call it Grinch piss. <laughs> what they call? It? They call it Grinch piss. <laughs> Bradford. I never. Heard, I don't know about that. I heard about it. I heard about it. Well, they got them wines, which everyone loves, and they line up, and uh, they fill you. They'll give you a bucket full because you know, they got probably like you know tons of that shit. And uh, next up after that, after all them Hudson boys and Brad uh, Branson boys are nice, good, and they're all filled up and warmed up and the cold. The, there's an the annual snowball fight, which yeah. is uh, the Branson boys, of course, uh, only use yellow snow. <laughs> I hope there's no fatalities this year. But the the the, the funny It'll be a thing tough is tough one to stomach after Bill. The Hudsons, of course, are master mages and conjure ice bolts, which have gotten them disqualified before. They're a bunch of weird little wizards, a bunch mm. of little freaks. I never heard of that. I don't think that's true, but you know what? <laughs> don't matter to me none. Well, I think you got a little bit of bias in the Branson boys. Well, I don't know about that. Just because I like to hang out with Uncle Rick and hear his crazy religious ideas doesn't mean I'm biased. <laughs> well, uh, that's about all I got as a... Uh, as uh, my reports, what do you got? Uh, All right, Dunson? well, you know, we go over this, and this is kind of a farm report staple here. Uh, we go over the police reports that are issued in Homie County. Every time, we, every time we do the farm report, we list the arrests of the week. Right, so these are all of the arrests of the week of Homie County uh, this week. And the first up is, uh, is Dr. Otto Warmbier Branson. Dr. Otto Warmbier Branson was caught doing unless unlicensed phrenology. Now, what is phrenology? Phrenology is um, where you go up with a bunch of calipers and your thumbs, and you look for uh, holes in people's skull that <laughs> that says things like, uh, you know, this hole says you're better at doing the laundry. This hole says you're good at shooting free throws. This hole says you're more likely to say nasty, vulgar curse words. It sounds like a bunch of mumbo to me. I know, no one would. No one's ever done that. Well, no I'll, one I'll, in history's ever done that. What, it, the, what it the hell out, are you going to do that for? How are you going to talk trash on a science that outlasts modern science by at least fifteen years? Hoopa, hoopa. That's why I call it. All right. So moving along in the arrest report, uh, old handcar Branson. He was arrested in his own home for loitering. He's hanging out, watching the game. Police kick the door in and say, you're loitering. Get out of here. He said, I don't know. He just went with you. He was so used to getting arrested. 
All right. Uh, the next up is uh, old Roethlisberger Branson. <laughs> he was arrested for pie theft. Took it right off a windowsill. Then Branson boys loved them pies. Well, you'll not be surprised about the following arrests. Dolezal Branson, pie theft. <laughs> Mincemeat Branson, pie theft. <laughs> Ernesto Luis Branson, Robar La, La Tarta. What's that mean? Pie theft. <laughs> Chimp Branson, pie theft. And then you got Caesar from Planet of the Apes Branson. Transporting stolen pies across state lines, which is a felony. That's true. So he's going to be doing some hard time. Uh, Pepperoni Branson, he killed a guy with a wet willy. (laughs) Popped his brain right out, swinging it around on his finger, watching it rotate. That's probably hilarious to see, probably dripping all that gooey-ooey. I mean, it was funny, but, you know, he had the audacity to do it in a Red Robin, and everybody was puking. I tell you why I love Red Robin. They got those bottomless steak fries. They got all them burgers. You can get as much steak fries as you want. The best kind of fries that everyone constantly wants is steak fries. Everyone loves steak fries. Big old baked potatoes, stupid fucking fries. Everyone wants to eat a bottomless version of that fucking fry. Right. A food that just (laughs) dares you to eat it. I tell you what, the perfect food would probably be like a Salisbury steak, bottomless steak fries. It's perfect right there. Perfect foods right there. Spread them up. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, Halloween, my birthday. Both those. Just any food. wife, I would love. Okay. If 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 you're if you're wanting a food, let's say you. Now nah, this is a hypothetical situ- situation, so don't say this about me. But let's say you hate your family, and a good way of spending time around away from them is to just eat food. So you got to be on the toilet, the toilet for about four to five hours at a time. Steak fries. Uh, Fork Branson got arrested for felony roughhousing. What about a steak fry sandwich? You put like starch on starch with some gravy. Ooh, not bad. Not bad at all. That's what's up. No vegetables. <laughs> anyway, continue. Fork Branson felony roughhousing. <laughs> you have uh, here following up is Gong Fart Branson. Who uh, committed an Indian burn so bad it counted as arson. (laughs) Burn right up right there. Then you got Beer Branson with pie theft. You got Cowboy Branson with pie theft. You got Dog Food Branson with pie theft. And then you got Toilet Branson with uh, pie theft. And then the last one's probably the most serious charge that's been listed here. And I know we've said, you know, know, one guy died, but uh, this is the most serious charge here. Uh, Shit Kicker Branson is set to do hard time. Uh, He was arrested for vulgarity. He said the phrase cowboy pleasure in front of the mayor's wife. That's just, that's just disgusting. For those of you who don't know. Clean your mouth out with the bar of soap, sir. Shit Kicker, if you're listening to this, clean your your mouth out. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Hey, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Now, there's really one thing that you just can't do in this city. And you just cannot utter the words cowboy pleasure. You just did it twice. You literally. I'm out of sight of the county. <laughs> yeah, but you know that's our N word. It's not the. It's not the same. 
Uh, all right, just continue. That's the one. On to the listen, that's the right, one thing Thomas was, told us we'll not to say. Out. We got so one thing told. He told us not to say. It. We'll edit it out. You know, I didn't want to come up in this segment because I'm from Terre Haute, but I'm trying to cultivate like a cosmopolitan personality, and you guys are dragging yeah, me back into this shit. Try to come in here, do your thing, and try to Man. muck it all up. I'm trying to move to Brooklyn, dude. <laughs> trying. <laughs> trying. I'm working on it. I got a five-year, ten-year window. You have like a penthouse there. <laughs> He's got to go. You're lying. Me. To the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got about uh, eight dollars on that uh, four hundred million dollar GoFundMe to move to Brooklyn. Yeah, you're on GoFundMe, and you're like, "Fuck people who got sicknesses and illnesses. I need to move to Brooklyn." Well, I'm gonna pay for some of their sicknesses and illnesses as part of my move to Brooklyn. I'm I'm rolling them all into one big thing, kind of. All right. All right, that's enough of Thomas. Thomas, shut up. Shut your trap. Shut up, Thomas. City Slicker. Just move on with the report. Shut up. All right. Now we do. uh, We like to follow the arrest reports. We like some good news. We give you the bad news first. Yes. Pill you swallow and you wash it down with some Coca-Cola. So we got the good deeds report for Homie County. These are all the good deeds that have been done within Homie County. This just makes me glow. I just feel tingly. Uh, First up, we'd like to honor John Wick Hudson. Thank you, John Wick Hudson. He is a veteran of the war on Christmas. Thank you. Uh, next up, we got John Wick 2 Hudson. He defended the Midwest from ISIS. It's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. Next up, we got Starcraft Hudson, who freed a bunch of Bransons, who got caught in a doorway when they all tried to run through it at the same time. About three or four of them stuck in, three Stooges style. Next up, we got Zarachul Hudson. He was protecting a woman. Thank you, Zarachul. Then we got Alucard Hudson. He was protecting a woman. Thank you, Alucard. Then we have Champagne Bordeaux Hudson. Bordeaux, I believe. Bordeaux. What a, I ain't from. I don't know about all that. Champagne. No, weird German word, I'm sure. I'm sure it's one of them orc. <laughs> Them orcs coming around. I was orc German. I don't, I don't fuck. I, 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 I was cooking. Talking, a, I was cooking a, a spit roast the other day outside, slowly rotating it, and this orc comes up and goes sacre blue. It's one of them orc words, I presume. All right, so we got shampoo, champagne, Bordeaux, Hudson, Defendre, Le Femi. What does that mean? I don't know. We got Reykjavik, Hudson, protecting a woman. Reykjavik. Oh, my fucking. That's like capital of Germany. Is Dale's wife here? Is that why you're trying to show me up? I read a book or two. We got Bougile Novu Hudson. He listened to the wine talk for over 11 hours. We got Maltese Falcon Hudson. He donated 16 Hudson Ford steel blades to a local orphanage for self-defense. Thanks for donating those swords, Maltese. They need them. They need more than anybody. We got Charles Dickens Hudson, who weeped to a ghost's somber tale. Thank you so much for listening to that goat, Charles. We got Chimney Hudson, protecting a woman. Specter Hudson, protecting a woman. Whisperwind Hudson, protecting a woman. Chimera Hudson, protecting a woman. Then we got Minotaur Hudson, who went caroling for 33 straight hours. And lastly, rounding up the good deeds list is uh, a couple of young bucks you know in this town pretty well. Scorpion Jacket Hudson and Driver Gosling Hudson. 
They made everyone in Terre Haute feel like a real human being while they squall posed for over five straight hours. Is that it? Well, I got the sports coming up next. Well, we well, ooh, oh yeah, get to the sports. We, we, we like to do. A get, lot to of, the, get to the uh, get the the high school sports here in uh, Homie County. We like to take this out real quick. Everyone's always calling like, "What about the sports? What, what about you the sports? sports update? You, didn't, you, you know, miss those it. farmers like, they go well, to bed at three p.m. They go to bed at three p.m. and they're like, you know, they don't see any of the games because they're waking up at one a.m. or whatever. They got they got plowing the whatever the whatever the day in they December doing. they still got to do it. Man. I don't know what's up. So George W. Bush Memorial High School, the, the Fighting Soldiers, they defeated the Terre Haute West Fighting Me Tours, forty-two to thirty-five. Now this was a barn burner. They didn't stand a chance here. The Terre Haute East Cops versus the Saint Labiana Barking Pit Bulls. Oh, they got that young quarterback, Johnny Kaminsky. Oh, Johnny Kaminsky. Oh, he's got the eight pack. Yeah. Tell you what, cook a couple. Cook about six eggs and that boy's abs. I swear to God, on a hot summer tear hot day, you can fry an egg right there. Imagine getting him paired up with him, like uh, Jai Kaminsky and Dale's wife. Oh when my he's God. 18 years When he's 18 years old, okay. He's 14 out. now. But four you years, could, he's 14 bad. now, but you could cook eggs on his abs. He's got a full wanna, beard. He's 14 years yeah. old. He's got full beard. He got a full beard, and you can cook eggs on his abs and you can flip them over to finish the bacon. <laughs> on his little butt. I right, can't say all right, can't say Just The Terre Hot East Cops. Defeated the Saint Labiana Barking Pit Bulls. Cops went in a slaughter, 122 to zero. Holy smoke! None of the pit bulls lived. <laughs> were they li- were they literal pit bulls or were they? That's the team name. The Monsanto Tech Master Chiefs <laughs> defeated the Saint Gary Fighting Popes, 21 to seven. Weinstein Senior High cast. <laughs> the Weinstein Senior High casting couch. If you don't like that one, you're not gonna like this one. <laughs> The Weinstein Senior High casting couches tied Jeffrey Epstein Elementary zero to zero. I don't even know if they made it to the field. I just finish it up. Did you not like that one, Bradford? Just finish it up. You didn't like that one? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. And lastly, we got Branson University, which is an elementary school. <laughs> Versus Lynn Manuel Miranda School of the Performing Arts was defeated 69 to zero when they scored 69 points in the first quarter. The Bransons all just stopped. That's all the sports for today. That's it. Okay, you know it's nice well, that you uh, uh, decided to talk about sports a little bit here. I just want everyone to remember this is a solemn occasion for the death of Bill Ambeer. That's what brought us all here. Well, of course, that's why we come. That we want. Well. Thomas was going to originally have Duncan Keys up here to talk about right. Bill the sports Ambeer. guys. We're sports guys. We're more of the farm park guys, and we talk. Anyway. Hey, you're not our first ask. You're not our first guest. All right, Thomas. No showing off. He said, we got to do this? We said, like, you know. I'm going to take back my $5 I gave to your Brooklyn Move GoFundMe. Anyway, we came up here to Detroit. Let's talk, talk about Bill about a Detroit legend, Bill Ambeer. So. Now, for those of you who don't know about Bill Ambeer, he's about seven. All right. Let me. T- shut up. All right. I'm going to start it. Don't fucking jump. Don't step on my toes. Don't step in there. Don't step on my toes. I'm not looking at your toes. Looking at your great uh, pants. Bill and Holy Beer. smokes. Bill Ambeer was born and raised in Terre Haute, Indiana. <laughs> he was a cornerstone of our community, and he played on the Detroit Pistons for 42 years. <laughs> <laughs> he filmed some stunt scenes as Chewbacca 
in Star Wars. He was a black belt in Krav Maga. Before his, it was invented. His father invented the Detroit-style pizza. <laughs> Not bad. He I was, could eat. He was the godfather of Tom Hanks' son, who was a rapper. Colin Hanks or the other one? The other one. He's not a rapper. He's an actor. Young Buck Hanks. <laughs> he served one tour in Desert Storm. He was in G-Unit. <laughs> he served one tour in Desert Storm. He had 44 kill, confirmed kills. God bless you, Bill. He did voice acting for the American release of Final Fantasy VII and Halo 2. <laughs> Pretty good. He was the fourth American to ever visit the Sangha tribe people in the Republic of the Congo. <laughs> Did they survive? We don't know. <laughs> he was an avatar. He wrote several books on the art of henna. And he practiced henna on his favorite homies. <laughs> he, was, he was also the first basketball player to drive the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Which I have a picture of him on my mantle. He's the highest rated player in the 1993 video game directed by Hideo Kojima, NBA Jam. <laughs> he confided to me that he, before he died, he's the only guy that he knows of that had not one, not two, but three secret families. <laughs> and he will always be remembered by the 1997 cartoon Lambeer's Kids, in which a bunch of homeless large boys <laughs> defeated all of their problems by elbowing them. He's the first basketball player to fly Jeffrey Epstein's plane. That's not true. And uh, he liked to sing songs under the uh, pseudonym of uh, Dave Dudley. When I first met Bill, I was riding my bicycle on my paper route as a boy. And he was out in his driveway shooting free throws. And he called out to me. He said, hey, check this out. And I stepped down my tracks. And what did he do? He did a backflip dunk. Pretty good. <laughs> then he invited me in for Rocket Pop and to watch MASH. And his dog had diarrhea and some got in my shoes. <laughs> so Bill's mom had to wash him. So I was there for a little bit. Speaking of that, uh, I might have to step out for a second, fellas. Uh, yeah, what's that smell? I think that's, uh, well, I'm not going to say in front of everybody. But, you had too uh, much Detroit-style pizza? I had way too much Detroit-style pizza. I think I'm going to step back for a second. Uh, keep keep going. I'll be back keep in a second. Going. I'll, I'll, keep sit here with, I'll sit here with Thomas. Uh, yeah, you know. There's a little stick in the No, mud, I didn't have any prepared remarks. I was blindsided by Mr. Lambeer's oh, death. Oh, yeah, I sure but knew him real well. I became, you know, I don't seem like a kind of guy who's going to care about sports that much, but I became a big That's sports true. fan about two, three years ago when I realized SB Nation was play, paying like $150 an article. I was like, I figure something out. I wrote an article about uh, Chad Ochocinco's touchdown celebrations, giving us hope during the bleak George W. Bush years. Made $150 for that article. Yeah, it touched a lot of people's hearts. Yeah, I know. I heard that uh, Harvey Weinstein's thinking about changing his name to Harvey Ochocinco because he read my article and saw how much people liked that. So I don't want to own up to that, but I'm also kind of honored that someone's like reading the article, you know? Okay. But. Uh, you know, I do a lot of I do a lot of writing for a lot of different places. I uh, promised Tiger Beat magazine I would write about this funeral for them 
because it's a celebrity who died, you know. So uh, let me just give you what I'm working on for Tiger Beat. I mean, I don't know. You wrote this already during? I wrote the, it. I wrote it in the last thing? couple minutes. I don't know, man. What the fuck? I'm sorry. Well, teens, Bill Lambeer's dead. <laughs> Detroit's big boy and one of the bad boys of Pistons past has croaked and kicked the bucket. The four-time NBA All-Star was born with a silver spoon, but he didn't let the money get to his head, even though at 6'11", his head towered above ours. He turned his superhuman size into basketball brilliance, winning two NBA championships in 1989 and 1990. That's before Fortnite was invented. His funeral was a star-studded event in which all of the celebrity stars shine bright like space stars from space. Unfortunately... A man had just died, though. It wasn't as fun as the party I attended the night before. Tiger beat an Instagram's bash for the 2019 7 Under 7 list. Plenty of old people showed up to pay their respects for Lambeer. Dennis Rodman did the worm inside the casket. Larry Bird opened the casket to spit on Bill's face. Michael Jordan went home with Lambeer's wife. There was no shortage of young celebrity energy either. Close friends of rap, rap sensation XXX Tentacion were nice enough to dig up his grave for a special, special coffin cameo, laying his lifeless body side by side with the big man Bill Lambeer himself. What an honor. Five out of five. No, I was a little bit skeptical, but that kind of, you know, kind of just touched my heart a little bit. I might just be a little bit teared up. And, uh, you know, we all miss Bill. He was a legend in this city and our hometown. Um, and we we think about him every day, and uh, we don't know how he died. There's the holy smoke! It's Bill Lambier. Bill Lambier, you're alive. But you, but I thought he, but then, but then we. Is this where you're doing the poetry reading? Well, well, I mean, those guys before us did, but we were we're talking about you. You're supposed to be dead. Well, sorry to disappoint you. But I'm Bill Lambeer, and I'm here to read a fucking poem. Hey, give it up for Bill Lambeer. Do you guys think I was dead? Yeah, no, I didn't right believe here. it for a minute, Bill. We got, uh, we got, look, we got your picture out there on that. Nice little candle. Our Lady Guadalupe, I know you're not a Mexican or anything, nothing like that. We weren't being trying to be offensive to you. Stop groveling, son, even yes, though sir. I know you're yes, sir. probably four years younger than me. Yes, sir. This poem is called Dale's Wife. <laughs> Hi, Dale's Wife. It's me, Bill Lambeer. I heard you are real hot stuff, a hot mama. My name is Bill Lambeer, a former basketballer. I was the first NBA player that carried a shovel. And I've come here tonight to take you from Dave's hovel. I'm the first NBA player to shoot with only my elbows. I got elbows the size of, you know, Costco cans of beans probably around there. And they look like they suffered from bee stings. I've heard stories of your beauty all through the Midwest at bars, VFW halls, bingo, car dealerships, even like uh, from old guys that hang out at gas stations. They hold the doors open so much they stay, say stuff like, you know, I'm here so much you guys should pay me. <laughs> and they all say your beauty is the best. 
So I'm here to sweep you off your feet with a low post foul where I kick out your feet. I'll flagrantly foul your heart and send you to the line, and there I will meet you with a glass of wine. Well, that sure as hell blew mine and Dunstan's poems out of the water, Mr. Bill and Beer. Poetry. We're happy to see. Ooh, basketball yeah. is like Can poetry in motion. And that poem elbows. was like basketball in motion. You always got to hit him with the three, elbows, so you throw some elbows the three point stance right there. Get people in there. Oh, yeah. You know, I never like modern basketball. They dribble between the legs way too much. It's showing off. It's unnecessary. You could either do a spin move or a euro step. When you could just hurt the person in front of you and score the basket easily. That's right. We miss you, Bill. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I'm still here. I didn't die. Yes, sir. <laughs> You're never going to get Dale's wife with that attitude. Is yes, she sir. here? I wish. Well, She's back in Terre Haute. Dale, I think like Dale was like finally taking her out for once, and you know, she couldn't make it. I tried to get her to come, but she... Well, I will constantly drive around her house with very expensive cars. The only way to ever seduce a woman. I must go. Thank you, Bill. Ow! Oh, thank you, Bill. We're all glad that Bill came. He's still alive. And, uh, well, that just shows, uh, I guess it just, you know. I guess it's pointless to even be here anymore. I mean, thank God he's alive, but you know, I mean, we had this whole funeral planned out and or memorial, and what, yeah, what are we? What the heck we're gonna do? I gotta. We had Oof. like a whole thing planned. Are you still gonna pay us? I wasn't. You paying, can I thought whole, I thought you were gonna get paid out of the door. I wasn't. I didn't bring any money or anything. Well, gee whiz, I was like, what? The, what, the, what the hell did we come up here for? Exposure. You know how the game works. You we never got exposure. We got exposure. We're paying Terre Haute, in, in Indiana. Indiana. And we were living in a little booth. We were sitting with our little uh, cans of Coca-Cola, enjoying ourselves, kicking it. Listen to Christmas Carol's Dave Dudley. Six packs away. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Tannenbaum. <sighs> and you you're up here. I hope that Dunstan never finds. Trying to bamboozle me? You're trying to bamboozle me? I'm not trying. No, 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 no. I'm not trying, trying to bamboozle you. Me. I'm not trying to bamboozle you, Mr. Hockendock. I just hope that Dunstan doesn't find out about what happened here. Because well, I Dunstan, think I could take. I think I could take you. You better be happy, Dunstan. I don't think in the I could take both of you. You better be happy that his bowels are upsetting him right now because you are in deep doo doo. You're a reasonable man. Thank Dunstan, you. I don't know, but you're a reasonable you. man. Maybe we could sort this out. Like Maybe we could find so. a way to sort this out. Yeah. So, okay. So, the next time you book us for a show, we get money up front, one thousand dollars each. We get board. And well, fuck. How does it go? Okay, I want like I want a I want a room. I want a girl, and I want a hot drink. <laughs> and I want to slap a sack of coins on the counter. And that's give me all that for that. I got all those things on me, so I'll be not right now, but I I usually have all those things on me, so I'll I'll be good to go next you time. You talk sir. a lot of lip. You don't pay up. Are you from Terre Haute? You know what we do in Terre Haute? You know, people like you. We muck you up. We mess you up. We're going to take you and we're going to throw you into the branch's backyard. The minute I can get out of this town, you and everyone you know are going to They're going to bring like it. an effigy. Well, I want to say like an effigy. What? Oh, shit. Dunson, get out. Dunson. Okay. <laughs> Cheese and crackers. What were you doing? You could have fuck. You could have freaking done that in there. For God's sake, Matt Dale's wife is here. Guess what? 
Guess what? You didn't okay. miss anything. Whoa, wait. Shut up, Tom. And you're still getting paid. You're still getting paid for this event, by the way. You didn't miss anything. Guess what you missed? Guess what you missed? What did I miss? You missed Billy Beer's live. Oh, stop fudging. I'm not fudging Billy Beer's live. He came here in the flesh. He did some moves, too. He did a three-point stance. The three-point stance? And guess what? He did a pump for Dale's wife. He stood us up. He showed us up. Nuts. We'll never get her ass now. Well, she's married Dale, so, I mean. Well, yeah, but Dale's just a weird old drunk idiot that just constantly rolls gutter balls at bowling just to prove a weird point. No one knows what he's doing. He does it every time he laughs about it. He says, I always roll gutter balls. That's my thing. (laughs) He's the reason we had to print out rules for washers because he was being so pedantic. Well, I mean, Dale... He, he said, I don't even see his wife. I think that's why she likes to like get attention from us. So well, much. where'd he go? I'm glad to give. I don't know who gives a shit. Well, no point in being here anymore. No point in uh, asking about payment for your appearance at this event. I think maybe we just got to get out of here. Alive. What are we going to do now? Yeah, what are we going to do now? I feel like a fucking idiot. I feel like a dunce. couple of dumber dumbers right here. We're taking the first plane, train, whatever the heck. Hey, ride back to Terre Haute, Indiana. We're, we're getting on the turnip truck, back. and Invoice we're not going to fall off. Poetry Magazine LLC. It's a very real company, I can assure you. They'll take care of everything. Well, thanks all the listeners. Thanks for everyone coming for out. For tuning in to 1488 WBEN. The Farm Report. The Farm Report. With Bradford Hockendock and Dunst Checks in. Stay and no tuned. thanks to Thomas K. K. Jr. Stay tuned to Traffic, where you will hear about what guy is trying to poo prove a point on a tractor on a highway? <laughs> Until then. And, uh, you know, Bill Ambeer, you know, he's alive. And uh, queso ra, queso ra, right? Queso ra, queso ra. That's, that's what we all say. we got. Have a good night, folks. Looking Ninja Turtle fresh out the sewer. Kush got me looking like Frank Stewart. Shorty real bad like a brain tumor. I never OD, man, it's just a rumor. Smoking Ninja Turtle fresh out the sewer. Kush got me looking like Frank Stewart. Shorty real